You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. A person that has a merry heart is a person that is happy, joyous, optimistic, person that chooses good over evil, that chooses was right over what may look right. Contextually, a person that has a merry heart, has a heart like medicine. A merry heart does good like medicine, like the same as a merry heart does the same thing that Madison does. Madison makes you better. And, and I have to clarify because in, in our day and time, there are medicines that, that, well, there are things that we call medicines that actually make you worse. Some may even kill you. So let me just throw in, when it comes to the word medicine, the root meaning is a cure, a remedy. So medicine, in the purest sense, is that which cures or makes you better. God in his omnipotence and omniscience created certain herbs and, and other things for humans in order to help them live a better or victorious life. That's Bible. He said to the first human beings that, that he created the herbs, green things, and so forth for food. Created the things to make their life better. And you can tell when you eat good food that it makes you better. Be out there working, get real tired. Take a bite of an old apple. Eat three or four carrot sticks. I ain't forgot your chicken. <laughs> or your lamb. Eat it and see how strength comes to your body. And you have energy to do more. Why does that happen? Because God, again, in his omnipotence and omniscience, knew that humans would need something in order for them to stay active and enjoy life. But you also have to understand that God, because he is so wise, 
is not limited to just using herbs to be like medicine, to help you mentally, emotionally, and physically. No. Notice the text. A merry heart does good like medicine. Same as medicine. A merry heart? Yeah. A merry heart does good like medicine. But, but one of the saddest things is um, it's hard to find people that have joy continuously. Now, we're going to go through things, but, but, but if a merry heart can benefit us, and God said it's like medicine, that should motivate us to stay happy. I said that should motivate us to stay happy. You mean instead of me taking Tylenol, I can just be happy? And that'll work? A merry heart does good. Like medicine. I hear that preacher, but I don't believe that. So you think God would just allow it to be pinned and not back it up. Even though Jesus himself said, heaven and earth shall pass, but not my word. Not my word. What is his word? That which is written as well as revealed. He's not going to allow that to pass. This is not a part of the scripture just to make us happy. Jesus said to the devil in Matthew 4 and 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The mouth of God represents, number one, God himself speaking. But the mouth of God also represents servants of God speaking on his behalf. That's the reason we, we uh, know the significance of Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveal his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Why are he giving it to the prophets? Because he want them to say it. Want them to well, what, what is our response to that preach? Second Chronicles 20 and 20, the latter part. Believe in the Lord. So shall you be established. Believe his prophets. So shall you prosper. If I believe his prophets, I'm going to prosper. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever think what God uses his servants to say. Is just a saying. Is that which he has ordained to be released in order to change lives for the better. Isaiah said, once he sends forth his word, it will not return unto him empty or void, but it will accomplish everything that he sent it to do. That means everything God puts on the table is going to benefit somebody. I say it's going to benefit somebody. Well, you mean it ain't powerful enough to benefit everybody? Yeah, it's powerful enough to benefit everybody. But once he puts it on the table, it's your choice whether it's going to benefit you or not. Because some folks will leave it on the table. Some folks are, are trying to pick at it. 
get what get a little out of it what they want. But then you have some folk that say, Lord, feed me. Whatever you got for me, I want it. Whatever you put on the table, God, that's what I want. And so we have to understand that when it comes to God's word, that is nothing we should take lightly. If he said it, he'll do it. He'll bring it to pass. And again, Proverbs 17 and 22, a merry heart does good like medicine. I want that. Yeah, I want that medicine. I want a heart like medicine. <laughs> yeah, I want that. If, if, if you're on the same page with me, just tell me, I want a heart like metals. I want a heart just like metals. But if you want a heart like medicine, you, you have to know and do some things. Yeah. And I'm going I'm to deal with three things that are essential. And significant if we are going to possess and maintain a merry heart. You ready for? First, you have to recognize that there are opposites of a merry heart and you have to be determined not to allow those opposites to become a part of your thoughts your words and your deeds people that have the opposites of a merry heart, a pessimistic. They can't see good in in anything. People that are the opposite of a merry heart talk down because of what they hear. And what they see. I, I know some of us have been around people like that. Matter of fact, some of us, cut it down a little bit. Some of us, we know people like that. You have to be to the point to where you don't allow what you see nor hear. To become a part of you. See by now. We, we should. We should have embedded in our being. Second. Corinthians 4 and 18. For the things that we see. They just temporary. Man you know what. This right here is not going to last. Matter of fact. When we look back in our history. That's a part of our testimony. It, it's some things. It, it's some things years ago that that were trying to drive you crazy. Those things are no longer a part of your life. It's some men that used to mess your mind up, girl. You didn't even want to eat because of certain men. Vice versa, brothers, certain women. But now you can sit down and, and, and throw down at the tape. Why? It was just temporary. That did not last. Second Corinthians 4 and 18 is true. 
the things that we see. They will not last. They won't last. But then he said, but the things that we don't see, those are the things that last. We, we didn't see ourselves where we are right now. We didn't see this. But since God I blessed you to be where you are right now, he has maintained that. You, you have been doing good for years. When he first started blessing me, man, I wonder if I'm going to be able to stay right here. I wonder if I'm going to be able to continue. God has continued to bless you. Why? Because of his promise in 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. Again, the things that we see are just temporary. But the things that we don't see are eternal. God back up his word. Oh, you better look at somebody and tell them God backs up his word. But then if you'll notice contextually, it gives, it gives us an antithesis of a merry heart. Notice again, a merry heart does good like medicine. But a broken spirit Tries the bones. A broken spirit. A bad attitude. Allowing stuff to run you instead of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit trying to guide you down a particular path. But then because somebody hurt you, you are allowing that hurt to control how you treat people. How you deal with situations. And that broken spirit is drying you up. A broken spirit dries the bones. You ain't got no life because of your broken spirit. Joyless because of your broken spirit. I got to show you something real quick. Go with me to the book of Ezekiel. Go with me to the book of Ezekiel. God have mercy. 37th chapter. Ezekiel 37. I'm starting at verse 1. Going to take y'all back a little bit. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't. But anyway, Ezekiel 30, 30, 71. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out into the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of help me. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, they were, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they will help me. And he said to me, now he asked the prophet, Son of man, can these bones what? And so Ezekiel answered him, Lord, you what? But 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 this is what I want you to get. Can these dry bones live? A broken spirit dries the bones. You become lifeless. Can these bones live? So dry to where you don't even have a life. 
what you going to do? I don't know. What you going to do? I don't know. What about your future? Well, you know, I'm just trying to. Allowing other folks to define your life because you don't have one. You're dry. Going from one extreme to another because you don't have a life. Crying because of what didn't happen <laughs> or what you feel could have been because you don't have a life. Then, then you got some folks that, that, are, that are dry and don't have a life because they're looking at their physical, financial, or emotional position in life. Allowing your money to define your life. Your emotions to define your life. You try. And then you try to fake it as if you got a merry heart in church. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And go home like. Hey. Hey. Say to somebody, you may be sitting by somebody that's just dry. And tell them the reason they're dry is because they have a broken spirit. And so you have to recognize. That if you have a broken spirit, there's no way you can have a merry heart. If you can't see hope just because you battling something in your body, you don't have a merry heart. You got to be able to see the good despite the bad that's taking place in your life. That, that, that were lepers that, that, had, that for a moment they, they were caught up in what was going on and started entering into a dry state but then the lepers got, got to thinking among themselves and they said why should we sit here and die and that's a message to some of us because some of us going to stay right where we are Seemingly, until we die. Going to live that same dried up, dull life. Going to let folks run you until you die. Going to live from check to check until you die. Going to complain. Over and over again until you die. And so the leper said, Why? Why are we going to sit down? We got to get up and go. We got to get up and see if we can make something happen. And if we get up and, and, and if and nothing happens, at least we won't just die sick. Long story short, they got up and they received blessings over blessings to the point to where God blessed them so to where they were able to bless others as well. How 
how in the world will your life change if you stop being dry? What kind of a blessing will you be to other folk if you make up in your mind this is the last day you're going to be a dried up person? Woo! Look at somebody say, I'm done with being a dried bone. Look at another person. I'm done with being a dry bone. And folk going to hurt you, but you, you can't allow them to break your spirit. Folk going to talk about you, but you can't allow them to break your spirit. Everything is not going to always go the way you want it to go, but you can't allow that to break. can't allow everything you go through to break your spirit we humans we got to go through some hurt but you can't allow that hurt to get the best of you second thing you got to recognize that people that Have a merry heart. Have a just attitude. I say they have a just attitude. What do you mean, Pastor? A just attitude. Romans 1 and 17 says the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Then it goes on to say, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Revelation is important to just folk. Again, the righteousness of God is read from what? Faith to faith. Just folk got to get some revelation. They understand reading the Bible and they read the Bible on a daily basis, but they got to have some revelation. They got to have God break it down to them so they could They can think right, talk right, and do right. They can think, talk, and do according to the written and reveal. They have to have revelation. Revelation will come, will come forth to the point to where it will cause something to get into your being that, that will say to you in the midst of your storm, I don't have to stay here. This not always going to be where I'm going to be in life. I'm going to be better than I am right now. I'm going to have what I don't have. Revelation is the pickup for some folk. And when I say some folk, I'm talking about me. It's revelation that leads in what I do not see. It's revelation that causes me to see even though something is bigger than me is not out of my grasp because with God all things are possible. But the only way you're going to have that tight mindset is for God to reveal to you that you're better and bigger than who you are. Say to your neighbor, I'm going through something right now. But revelation done told me that I'm going to have bigger and better. Revelation done told me that I don't have to stay where I am. I can take steps that God puts in order. You know what David said? The steps are ordered by the Lord. I'm just going to follow his every time he reveals something. I'm just going to walk in that step. If he don't reveal it, I'm going to stay where he told me to stay until he reveals something else. But as soon as he reveals something, I'm going to start stepping in that particular You have to have the right attitude. 
I have the right attitude. You have to have it. And you can't hang with anybody in order to have and keep the right attitude. You got to be selective when it comes to folk. You become who you hang with. Paul, the, the, the Corinthian church was, was so messed up when it came to certain things to where Paul had to tell them, look, I'm going to tell y'all point blank. Bad company. Yeah, Paul, corrupts. Good habits. Oh, so you saying the way we pray now, if we get to hang with certain folks, we won't, we won't pray? You saying the way we're dedicated to coming to church, doing this, that, and that, we get to hang with certain folks, we won't be doing Yeah. You have to be selective. And you have to be to the point to where that, that you have circles. You, you, have, you have circles where, where there are particular folks is just, hey, how you doing? Then you have another circle to where you have folk to where you encourage one another in the Lord. Now, now this is the thing. So, sometimes folk that you grew up with, folk that even may be family members, you may have to put them in a circle. Not because you want them to be in that particular circle forever. But until they get their self together. Or make up in their mind they're going to change. You have to put them in that circle to where, hey, cousin, see you, cousin. See, some folk ain't gonna, ain't, don't, won't, won't do that. Lord, getting tongue twisted. Won't do that. But I will. Because I don't want to have a broken spirit. I done been there. I don't want that no more. You have to have the right attitude. You have to get up in the morning with the right attitude. I got to show you something. Go with me to Psalm 118. Y'all stay with me. Psalm 118. All right. Y'all staying with me? Okay, that's good. Psalm 118 and 24. This is what David said. And just notice his attitude as you read it. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. What an attitude. Decreeing what type day you're going to have before circumstances try to do it for you. You, you got to make up in your mind what type day you're going to have before you, you get that bad report. And when you get the report, you, you got to inform the report. Look, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, you ain't never talked to yourself or talked to a thing before? I've talked to my truck. You will crank today. You ain't cranking right now. But before the day is over, you will crank. Even if I have to go get my jumping cables, you're going to crank. You have to learn to talk to yourself, to other folk, and to things. You have to have a certain attitude. And it has to start every day. 
with you confessing it. You have to confess what you're going to have. Yes, you do. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to what? Rejoice. And be glad in it. That's your attitude. Yeah, I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Well, what if something comes and try to stops you from rejoicing? Walk. James 1, 1 through 4. Let's go there real quick. Y'all stay with me. Y'all stay with me. Lord have mercy. I could quote it, but I want you, I want to read it. James chapter number one. James in the in the uh, latter part of the New Testament, right after Hebrews, I think. James one. We'll start at verse one. James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings, my brethren. Count it and notice he said, "My brethren," because only people that can do this. In a just way, are Christians. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Count it all joy. See, when you're not made up in your mind that, that it's a day that the Lord has made, you're going to rejoice and be glad therein. You may run into something three hours later that you were not expecting. And there are things that are in the earth that, like it or not, would try to take your joy other than demons, because some of us blame everything on devil. But some things would try to take your joy. Yeah, a reporter try to take your joy. Getting fired would try to take your joy. Folks saying something you didn't expect them to say would try to take your joy. And I can go on and on and on. But when you have made up in your mind, you're going to have a merry heart despite this, that, and the other. You got to learn how to count it all joy. Now notice what James said. Count it all joy when you fall into what? Modern terms, when everything that can go wrong goes wrong, be happy anyhow. Be happy anyhow. Keep thinking right, talking right, and doing right despite what you're going through. That's your happy place. When you think, talk, and do according to the written and revealed word of God, that's your happy place. No matter what's going on in your life. I'm not telling you, well, I know I just got that bad report. I'm going to go in here and put me on some good music anyway. That good music might last about 10 minutes and then you're right back. Your happy place needs to be point blank thinking talking and doing according to the written and revealed will and you can do it with some music uh, uh, with a lemon meringue pie I mean however you want to do it but with whatever, whatever may make you happy make sure top of the list thinking help me and according to the because you don't know what's going to happen a lot of times you can make your own self mad when you make your own self mad put the scripture on it doesn't matter if it's you who mess you up or somebody else or something else you have to master thinking, talking, and doing according to the 
where you have to be. That's where you have to be. And some of us on a scale of zero to ten, you you on one right now. Because you connected to the wrong things and the wrong folk. And that's not putting down anybody. All of this is based upon scripture. Well, you know my pastor told me I'm going to have to cut you. No, your pastor didn't tell you that. Because some folks hear me preach and think that I'm talking this, that, and the other. No, no, no. I'm talking word. Your decision doesn't need to be based upon preacher. Your decision needs to be based upon the written and revealed word of God. I don't need no whole lot of knives coming at me. You understand what I'm saying? The final thing. People that have a merry heart are willing to give all or everything. They are people of sacrifice. See, there's no way you, you can be happy with... with Without sacrificing some things. You have sacrifice. You have to be willing to give what God needs you to give in order to stay married. You have to be willing to let some things go. In order to keep a merry heart. When, 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 you, when you have a mirror hall, you, you just got to let stuff go. And some stuff you try to let go, it'll, it'll try to just keep coming back. Yeah, it'll, it'll try to keep coming back. Some of us done had that you done just tried to get rid of something. Oh, here it come back. Yeah, here it come right back. But you have to be determined. If you keep coming back, I'm going to keep doing the same thing or doing something until I get rid of it. Some people think being repetitive uh, is not divine or not God. But sometimes you have to be repetitive. In order to get the blessing. Elijah was determined that, that uh, after a drought. Had been, they had been in a long drought over three years. But he, he was determined it, it, it's time for it to rain. I just, I done felt it. Woo, I done felt it. You know how some of y'all do when you feel, oh God. <laughs> hey, ha. <laughs> I feel it. You know how some folk are, right? But anyway, he had felt in his being that that was going to be rain. I mean, he, he had just felt that. And so he told his armor bearer, he said, look, I, I want you to go and look because I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling that rain getting ready to come. And he down here praying. He ain't trying to look. He just praying. And he just, you know, just meditating on God. And so his servant, you know, you, when you read the passage, the implication is that his servant was not as excited as he was. And, and sometimes folk just don't feel what you feel. You want them to be as excited as, as you are. Just like I'm excited about this message, but I know, you know what I'm saying? But he wanted them to be as excited well, he wanted him to be as excited as he was. He just, so he went and he come back. Hey, uh, I ain't seen that. Now here he is. He's feeling it, but he, I didn't see that. And so, we'll go again. I just told you I didn't see that. Go again. 
And so he went. And he came back with the same report. It ain't nothing now. And you know, and, and you know when, when I look at the relationship there, you see that Elijah was all in. He knew that something great was going to happen, but his servant was. Can I work with it? There, there are times to where I be knowing that God getting ready to just do something, not just for Walker, but for whoever receives and believes in the congregation. But man, I be looking and just sensing in my being, man, everybody ain't, ain't with what I'm saying. These folk thinking about chicken, and don't they know this right here could bring them a boat load of meat. They ready to go and look at something on AMC, but don't they know that, that this type stuff is better than lifetime. Better than BET on demand. And, and so he kept sending, he kept sending his servant back. And, and some people say, well, it's, see, sometimes God will delay it because that's just, but, but listen to this. It depends on how you look at the passage. Elijah already knew that God was going to do it. But in order for his servant to walk with him the way he needed to walk with him. Because it's sad when God gives you a word that he intends to, for you to give to others. But they are not receiving it. He, he can't just release it on one hit. No, he wants to make sure that the servant as well as the person that is assisting his servant is on the same page. And so it took, it took seven times for his servant to start feeling what he felt. And I'm going to tell you the significance. And, and this is important because his servant has started feeling that because most folks, when, when they go and look for a rain cloud, they look at, they're looking for the sky just to become real dark. But you could tell that his servant started feeling what Elijah was feeling because his servant got to looking with intent. See, that's how you need to receive the word of God. You, you need to receive it with some intent. Man, I'm going to get this and it's going to change my life for the better. He was all in. He wasn't just looking for no big cloud. He was looking for anything that, that would show that God was working on behalf of what he had put in the spirit of the man of God. Excited. And he went back. He said, hey. You know, um, I, uh, it's something about this big over there now. It, it ain't, it's just this big about the size of a man. Now, how in the world can you look up in the cloud and see something? If you're not serious about what you're doing, if you're not really trying to see what the man of God has spoke he said it's about this big it's about this big and then at that instant ain't no rain happened at that instance Elijah knew that we're on the same page now so he tells him he said look you need to go and tell the king that, that it's, time for, it's time to go it's time to get ready because an abundance of rain and abundance of blessing is getting ready to happen and by that time he was all in him and the servant 
was all in together and the servant didn't ask him no question. He just went and delivered the message. Long story short, God calls it to rain all over Israel. He sent forth a big blessing. But the only sign was just a cloud the size of a man's hand but something that small caused them to be all in and that's how you have to be about a merry heart sometimes you may have a day everything about the day Literally speaking is just bad. But you're happy anyhow. Woo, but you're happy anyhow. Been blowing your nose. Been, been going back and forth to the bathroom. But despite that being your whole day. You're happy anyhow. Woo, somebody in here know what I'm talking about. Got a big check, but then had to spend all of that check on one thing. But in your being, you're still happy anyhow. Why? You're all in. You're not going to allow anything or anybody to take your joy. Say to your neighbor, it really is true. The joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Let me add a little bit. You didn't give it to me. And the world and you can't take it away. Woo! Who gave it to you? Nobody but. I'm done. Let's give the Lord a big hand of praise. Woo! Jesus.